Diner Coffee podcast does not claim to know anything, before or after recording, beyond what you'd find with a cursory glance at your search engine of choice. We do not recommend use of this podcast beyond a chat over a cup of coffee. Or tea, if you're feeling daring. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Diner Coffee Podcast. My name is Genevieve. My name is Katie. And Katie, what do you have for us today? All right. So, um, I don't know if I should give the question first or if I should do my... Okay. So I have have like a tiny little like side thing, like a little quick shout out that I just want to announce really fast. I love that. So it's this... I had a question in my head... But it was answered, and then I was kind of just like, I'm good. You know what I mean? It was like one of those right. things yeah, I was like, it, it, I was like yeah. cool. I didn't expect an answer, but then I got one, so I was like, I am at peace. Um, right. So I don't know when I thought of this, but um, the question was like the number about the number 11. And because and, I, I think I saw it on a TikTok, and someone was like, 11. Like, why isn't it 1D1? <laughs> like, why? You know what I mean? Like, 22, 33. It's not 1D1, it's 11. Like, who came up with that name? So I was like, that's a good point. So I just typed in, like, you know, like... Why is it 11? Why is it 11? Or what does 11 mean? I think I, like, wrote in. And I found dictionary.com wrote, what is the literal meaning of 11? And uh, let me get in there. Yeah, get get into that little dictionary. Yeah, dictionary.com, what is the literal meaning of 11? So it derives from the Old English... Endolfan, I'm assuming. Endolfan. Endolfan. And it means one left, as in one left over ten. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that is perfect. So it is technically doing. It it is literally one after ten. after ten. Yeah. And then they said, like, the literal sense is found colloquially. They believe the expression, the eleventh hour, um, originates from the Bible. They say mm. Matthew twenty one sixteen in the par- parable, like laborers were hired at the eleventh hour of a twelve hour work day, but they received the same wage as workers who began during the first hour. Um, and I was like, "That's an interesting, interesting." And I thought it was so cool. And I was like, "Wow, that made sense." Mm. And then I just sat there and I was like, "I'm." That's all. Like, <laughs> and that was our episode of Dinner Coffee. <laughs> Literally, I was like, no follow ups. <laughs> like, I'm good. That was like perfect. You know. Okay. Everything else I could understand. So that was sure. something I just thought about. Literally, Your curiosity today. was sated. It really you was. Were like, I'm good. I just wanted all to right. give that quick shout out. The actual question I have. Um, okay. Is can lobsters live forever? Which is a very logical and reasonable. Uh, yeah. Uh, question and thought (laughs) yeah it's nothing to do with 11 but i had seen a screenshot of oh wait okay you ready for this 21st century sentence i'm i'm very ready yeah i saw a screenshot of a tumblr post shared on instagram beautiful wow love it (laughs) like chef's kiss (laughs) um so it was from um this instagram account that i've actually i think i've 
I've quoted them before, Drunk Planet Earth, love them. So they took a screenshot of a, or they, you know, shared a Tumblr post screenshot on Instagram, which was lobsters do not die due to aging. They become stronger and more fertile with age due to the presence of enzymes. This enzyme called telomerase, which uh, repairs DNA sequence. And then someone that was like a Reddit link, but of course, because it's a screenshot, like I couldn't click it. You couldn't click it. And someone had responded on that like Tumblr post saying, you're telling me if left unharmed, lobsters survive the ravages of time and gain progressively more fuck power as it goes on. And I was like, (laughs) that was a quote. So, and and this is a quote that I wrote on my, on my list. So I figured I would fuck around and find out. Do lobsters live forever? So I found this this site called mindbounce.com. Are lobsters really immortal? Let's get on. Oh, no. What happened here? No, we're good. Okay. Okay. So this was, this was updated. (laughs) This was updated uh, July 21st, 2020 um, by Elise Hauser. What I think is fun is that it was updated at 2.56 a.m. So this girl couldn't (laughs) sleep, you know, she was like. Well, and this clearly was taking over every, every muscle of her. Yeah. She was like, if I don't update this right now, I never will. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Our lobster's really immortal. Or it was so urgent. Well, I, exactly. She was like, I need to get that out there. People of mindbounce.com are waiting for me. Waiting. They, they need this two-minute read. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> and she was there for you, really. <laughs> she really was. I mean, honestly, I could thank her. So lobsters are biologically immortal. So... Which I just, I, I, I freaking love it that. Like, it really me. does. Like, I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this. I know. Okay. okay. So let me, let me find. Okay. So lobsters produce an enzyme called telomerase. Hmm. Okay. This enzyme prevents DNA damage that happens when cells replicate. And that is, that's the cause of aging. So when cell, okay. with cells that can replicate without damage, lobsters stay young forever. So then the next part of it was how do immortal lobsters die then? Because they got Otherwise they they would be immortal. Right? They got it. My God. They would live forever. So if they're not eaten, right? Like, as as happens. If they're not eaten, if they're not like, you know, like, I don't know, damaged, like scraped up by a rock and then bleed out. I don't know. This is how they die. So as lobsters age, they continuously, they continue to grow. So the bigger the lobster is, the older it is. So um, their aging takes a toll in their bodies. So as lobsters grow, they molt. And each time a lobster Mm -hmm. molts, it sheds its old exoskeleton and grows a new bigger one, becoming larger and heavier. Um, The thing is, the process of shedding and growing a new exoskeleton is incredibly stressful. So even... Oh my God, why did it do that? Sorry, the like... (laughs) <laughs> are I you feel, all right i feel website, 70 years old the website, the website betray you <laughs> it kind of did the website 
I guess maybe I, I had like zoomed in a little bit because the website had like big font and I was like, this is nice. And I'm just like scrolling through. <laughs> but as <laughs> it all of a sudden just like bounced to small font and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I can't see this. My eyes. Like, I got to get my readers. Yeah. I was like, lobsters can't age, but I do. Like, please. <laughs> oh my God. Zoom into this. Where's the cue? Like. Need my papers. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the thing in libraries when it's large font, but it's like uh, isn't it just called large font or yeah big? but part of me wants to think it starts with a q like it's always labeled as q for some reason oh i wonder why uh, well, let's quickly find out let's all right do, yeah. yeah let's do a quick look up of large okay. font books oh boy well, because so in the Library of Congress, which is not how our library our library yeah. is on a Dewey Decimal system, but for Library of Congress, it Q is for science. But how uh, library books uh, large font marked in Dewey Decimal marked maybe? with Q. Wait. Oh. Oh. Ooh! It's a MythBuster apparently. <gasps> what is it? Okay. So. Go to the library. This is from. Let's see. Okay. It's from 2016 and it's called the biggest large print myths busted. Let's, I, God, I hope that this is relevant. Wait, oh my God, God, what is going Um, on? It's a five minute read. So I'll, I'll skim through it. So there's a spoiler alert for this article, uh, that I do not see who the author is. It might be at the end. Um, and it's on blog.gale.com. <laughs> Gale you, is Gale. a Cengage company. So oh, okay. we're, you know, supporting our corporations. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Uh, so spoiler alert. The large print format offers benefits for people under the age of 60 with perfectly good eyesight. Uh-oh. Is this, is this an optometrist? <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this big? Is this big eye doctor? This is, yeah, to, yeah. Trying to get you to, to read. take my money. Um, okay. Yeah, this is 100% an ad. Uh, so it's, so here's some, ready? I'm going to bust some myths with you. Bust some myths. Let's do it. About large print. The reason I chose that was like, are there myths about large Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. So the first one is that only seniors can read large print. Large print is not just a bigger font size that makes reading accessible for the visually impaired. It's also proven to improve letter and word recognition, aid Aid reading comprehension, apparently I need some big font books, (laughs) and increase feelings of competence and satisfaction when reading. I buy that. It's good for ESL students as well. That makes sense. Um, large, Large print books are gigantic. Uh, and that's not true, apparently. Uh, large print titles are often the same size or smaller than their hardcover or trade oh, you paperback know counterparts. That's a little busted myth for me. I always yeah. thought the books would have to be bigger. Uh, and it, they also don't have to be abridged. The magic here lies in the combination of printing on a thinner, higher-quality paper and laying out the text to maximize the use of white space. Hmm. So it's just they're smarter about the space that they're using. That's cool. Um, uh, one myth is that there's not many titles with large print, which is, I mean, I, I think they're a publisher of large print books. So <laughs> They're like, please, um, please, we're fine. Let's see. There was a, 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 the reason I clicked this is there was a Q thing, but I don't, it never appeared. Q. 
Yep, you can't. But I, I'm sure you're right. I that mean, large print is marked with a Q. For whatever reason at the Ocean County Library. Actually, let me go on here. Let's see what we got. Uh, fun fact about if you want to know what size large print books usually are. Uh, so typically regular print is between 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and large print is usually 16 to 18. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had, uh, <laughs> I was reading one of uh, a book that most people know is my favorite book. Uh, it's the first time I was reading it, Jane Eyre. Mm. It's the first time I was reading it. I was in high school. So, so my eyes were, you know, at their peak of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As peak good as they're going to get. And I, the, the copy that I had of the book, the print was so small oh God, that I, I hate it. would fall asleep. When I was reading it. Oh, my God. Because it was so small that it would, like, hypnotize me into falling asleep. I mean, honestly. And I love the book. It's truly, like, especially in high school, it was one of my favorite books. But I would get probably half a chapter in and I would fall asleep. So. You know what? I I do not blame you at all. Like, okay, all right, cool. Okay, listen to this. Do you have an answer? I don't have an answer, but I went onto the Ocean County. (laughs) This can just be an Ocean County library thing. I'm cool with it. Um, okay, I just went to the Ocean County Library's website and I was like, let me let me just search for a book in large print and see what the call number is. Mm-hmm. So I and is it Q? It's Q. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Q. Yeah. Like Q anything. Well, so l- here, let's try one more thing. Yeah. So let's try. What's another? T- well, let's try another town. Let's try. Um, let's try outside of New Jersey. Let's yeah. try uh, uh, um, Alexandria, Virginia, because they have a good library system. Um, or Virginia does. When I was there, they had uh, Northern Virginia had a good library. It would help if I instead of just writing Alexandria, Virginia, I also wrote library. I would narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it certainly <laughs> would. Uh, right? Cool. So let's choose Alexandria Library. Go to large print. Yeah, and then I would suggest like, yeah, searching Jane Eyre or doing something like classical that you know they would have it. So I did Pride and Prejudice. Okay. So you did large print Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, so I was able to filter like limit search and I hit large print and then I searched a title and I just went with like a classic that they most likely so, would have. So they don't have they don't separate them out it looks like. Oh boy. So this one they have um the number is just F and then A U A U S. Hmm. Okay, so that's So fiction. they do not use Oh man. Yeah, so they do not use the Q in Alexandria, Virginia. Huh, okay. Um, let's try one more place because yeah. I'm, now I'm just curious. I now know, it's right? like, why a Q? Why a Q? Um, I can't okay, think of so, a single other place in the world. Uh, what let's is wrong try with Miami, me? Florida. Oh, yeah, for Jeff. Yeah, for our friend Jeff. Miami, Florida, library. <laughs> this time, library. Got it. Okay, Miami-Dade Public Library System. Search catalog, and we're going to do Pride and Prejudice Large Print. Well, okay. Um, Maybe I should do Large Print first. Yeah, see if that helps. 
uh, limit by large print. There we go. Uh, right. So this isn't Pride and Prejudice for whatever reason. <laughs> when I type in, oh, here, let me get rid of the words large print in my search. Yeah, for reasons unknown, <laughs> when I go to the Miami-Dade Public Library and type in Pride and Prejudice, the first, the first thing that comes up is Mary B. by Catherine J. Chen. Huh. The second book that comes up is The Independence of Miss Mary Bennett oh. by Colleen McCullough. Okay. The next one is Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors, which is, I think, the book you were telling me about the I other was. day. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a... Which is a retelling. Um, retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Huh. Uh, the next one is Pride v. Prejudice. Pride uh, versus by, Prejudice. Okay. By Joan Hess. <laughs> I need it to be clear that... No, uh, there are seven results, and none of them are Pride and Prejudice. Miami. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, so I went on. I went on Rhode Island. I went on Jamestown, Rhode Island's library. They were able to filter for large print. Their call number, which makes more sense, is LP. Yes, which that does make sense. That makes sense. So then. What's going um, on, Tom? What's going on, Ocean County? Now, Here's okay, so I'm looking at Mary B because it it is in large print. Yeah. Um. So, oh, I don't need to add it to my list. Uh, <laughs> availability. Uh. So they mark it as um. They have the author's name, and then it, next to it, it says large print. Oh, okay. So it says Chen large, large print. print. Okay, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, God, if if anything, we've just revealed that libraries do not have a uniform system, and uh, <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. I didn't know that. I would not have guessed and, that. And for whatever reason, the Ocean County Library is cute. <laughs> and literally, my tiny little like child brain was like, "It's cute," like, and held on to that. And it's cute for everyone and everywhere. Wow, the first Q and on. Um, cool. Uh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> think about that. So, so okay. Before we derailed ourselves into d- discovering uh, the library systems, um, ask me how I even got there. Um, was it because you zoomed out on? Your- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exposing my poor eyesight. Yes. You zoomed out on the article you were reading That's to me exactly about, it. um, about oh it God. molting. Okay. About molting. Okay. Yeah. Let me recap. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Let me recap here. So lobsters are, bi- are biologically immortal. So the mm-hmm. way that they die without being killed is that when, okay, so every time a lobster molts, it sheds its skin, it puts a lot of pressure, it's very stressful on the body. So eventually, here we go, eventually the lobster simply stops shedding completely because older, larger lobsters don't have enough energy left over. So without molting, these lobsters eventually contract bacterial infections and shell disease where Mm. scar tissue from bacteria causes the lobsters to get stuck to its shell. Ooh. Mm. Um, so it dies from that effort because it's going to try to molt, but it can't. So, um, so thus, even if a lobster is kept in perfectly safe conditions, it will eventually die. They won't necessarily die of old age specifically, 
but they'll die from other factors related to aging and molting. So although you can call a lobster biologically immortal, lobsters are far from being immortal in the true sense. And then it says that they typically live, let's see, about, oh no, where'd you go? Um, okay, so some have estimated lobsters at ages at over 100, but marine biologists claim that 30 to 50 years is probably more likely for like an old lobster. Wow. So That's still pretty impressive. It is very impressive. Um, I, I did not think of lobsters as one of those long living, like I, I yeah. they seem very prehistoric, but not <laughs> yeah. old individually. I know. It's crazy. So then I wanted to look at big lobsters, like how big do they get? Sure. Um, and I found largest.org, our favorite website. largest.org. <laughs> Seven largest A lobsters. organization. I, honestly, like just helping me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's seven largest lobsters ever captured. This was by Jennifer Jones, January 11th, 2019. As far as I know, uh, as far as I know, I'm going to say she wrote it at 3 a.m. as well. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say, but I'm, I'm just going to assume. Yeah, this is a late night conversation. <laughs> this is a late night. Um, okay, so let's do some some big guys. So we got at number six, Big Dipper Lobster. This lobster weighs in 20 pounds off the coast of Maine. It was captured in 2015. Um, and they said the crew of the Big Dipper said that the lobster was the biggest they'd ever had, they've ever seen. Um, they ended up throwing it back in. Oh, because it's a it's a rule. Like if a lobster weigh um same with crabs, it's like if they get past a certain like you have to measure them. Mm-hmm. And if they're like past a certain measure, you have to put them back or under a certain measure. Um it's like a weird it's not weird, but it's a conservation thing. Like either oh. yeah, that they're like you can't capture it, you can't kill it. So you gotta Pardon me. Um, catch and release. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, how dare me? Because I'm, as I said <laughs> off camera, I'm just tasting my meal that I had in vapor form. Gross. And it is gross. I'll tell you what I ate. I don't care. Um, okay. So you were saying uh, you were going to read something to me. Oh, yeah. Largest lobsters. So. Yes. So the 20 pounds, you have to return it. I. It's interesting that it's for conservation. I'm tr- I like, it, yeah. I wonder why size is, I think, well, I, I don't know for sure, but I think for lobsters, if I'm just going to hypothesize this, I would guess if it's under a certain weight, it's probably young. So it's like, don't eat it. That's a baby. Right. If sure. it's over a certain size, it might have shell rot. I guess. Oh, you know so what I mean? It, so you, then you I, don't want the, why bother even killing it? That's why I was, I was, uh, interested in the fact that you, it, it, uh, in the idea that it might be for conservation, because I am automatically assumed it's just not healthy to eat. Yeah. Well, it could be that. Like, also, like, I mean, there's other rules. Like, if it's pregnant, you have to, like, if it has eggs on it, which, like, right. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but, like, I, I have found myself on lobster talk and um and um they'll like gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah just you wait like now that i said it you'll get there coming around the corner they'll like show you a lobster that has like all of its eggs like a female lobster and it looks like black caviar like it's just covered in like almost looks like wow. dirt until you zoom into it and then you're like oh it's all the legs so then they like throw it back in and you're like bye little guys but um so it's like that i i would guess the larger size is because 
it's Chowder. unhealthy. Yeah, I would yeah. I would assume. Um, so coming in number two, I guess they named it Guinness Book of World Record. That's Holder. That's weird. Forty four nice pounds name. off wow. Nova Scotia. This was in nineteen seventy seven. This was the one that they estimated to have been about a hundred years old, but who knows? And then number one was fifty one pounds. 51.5 in Maine in 1926. So, like, how truthful are they? Who knows? Yeah. You know those people in 1921. Just... I hear 1920s and I go, oh, so they lied. But, like, without without any backing. <laughs> like, who know? I don't know why I thought that. But, like, I'm All literally right. like, oh. <laughs> oh, never mind. That doesn't count. They just wanted that cash money. Yeah, I'm like, nah, forget it. <laughs> Literally, the, I'm like... The, lobs- the lobster Yeah, I, I hear 1920, 1920 plus. I'm like, well, who was there to check up? Like, you, I could just say whatever I wanted in the 1920s. Who cares? I'm a Rockefeller. Like, who's going to say no? There's no DNA. Like, I don't trust them at all. So I don't count that as number one. <laughs> all right. Well, sure. I think wow. that's how history works is that before the 1920s, we just lied about everything. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, and now that's, you know, happening again. So we're cyclical. Oh my God. I love myself so much. So on my, oh, on my that. sheet of like, um, like, uh, I don't know, kind of like detailing, like this is, this is the website that I found out. Sometimes I'll just say like, look at number four. So I just know to scroll right to four. I wrote, so after the large lobsters, I wrote in parentheses, now go back to the first article and read the last sentence. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Do I remember what the last sentence is? No. So this is going to be fun. Let's let's experience (laughs) it together. Go back and read the last sentence. Bless you. Okay. Here we go. Oh, now I remember. Okay. (laughs) I'll read, I'll read the the little paragraph. So it says, lobsters, this is in mindbounce.com. Lobsters may not be genuinely immortal, but they certainly are fascinating thanks to their ability to grow without aging. And if you are hoping for real immortal animals, don't be disappointed. Some kinds of jellyfish appear to be truly capable of living forever. So I was like, like, okay, like, Like, what's going on? So immortal jellyfish. So I Googled that and I found discovermagazine.com. Um, oh. Sorry, I need to read these things ahead of time. <laughs> I remember this because I wrote, so I have the article, and then I wrote after it because it takes place in Japan. Uh-huh. So I wrote, here's a pronunciation video of Hiroshima, so I'm not a dum-dum, but I didn't go right. back and listen to it, so I don't remember how to properly pronounce Hiroshima, so I'm going to say it like that, because I don't know. I th- that's that's a generally accepted yeah. how Americans say it. I know, because that's I've the thing. I've heard Hiroshima as well. I know, exactly. I didn't know if it was Hiroshima or Hiroshima, and I remember going, you know what, get the pronunciation so you're not dumb. But I didn't. Do you or- want to listen to the video? <sighs> Go ahead and listen to the sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just one moment. Go- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God Almighty! All right. <laughs> yep. Hiroshima. So I'm gonna say Hiroshima. Okay, so these jellyfish yeah. live near Hiroshima. Yes. So DiscoverMagazine.com. This was written, "The Immortal Jellyfish" by Julie Burwald, November 9th, two thousand seventeen. 
I think it's very strange that they list the time, but 7 p.m. I like okay. right after Great. dinner, she was like, got hit with a wind of like, I got to <laughs> write about this jellyfish. Like, this is important. So um, I did realize that I, I had written, I was like writing all this stuff and I was like, this is so interesting. Like, because it was a long article. So I wanted to make sure I like took out the parts I wanted to read. Okay. And I was like, God, I don't. My brain is melting. I don't know why I can't, like, comprehend this. It turns out I was getting a migraine. So I had to go back. <laughs> yeah. And I was, so I went so back. So you like, a real journey with all of this. This was a, this your, was, Your personal God. mortality was just shoved into your face throughout this entire thing. I basically, like, stared at a mirror that showed me my true self. I was like, I had to make amends with who I was during this whole thing. And it was, like, a nightmare. <laughs> All, all the while, you know. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. The story of a mortal jellyfish. So in 1988, a marine biology student in, in Japan, in her, oh gosh, Hiroshima, um, mm. had collected this minuscule bell-shaped medusa. So it's kind of fun that jellyfish's name, like actual scientific name is like a medusa. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. So they, they just say medusa. And I'm like... All right. All right. Like no capital M. I'm like, that's rude, but all right. So <laughs> yeah, respect your elders. Exactly. I'm like respect her. So, um, so, oh, actually I'm sorry. So this wasn't, we're not in Japan yet. We're in, okay. we're in Italy. So Ooh, he, right. I know fun. I'll take a sojourn. I know. Right. Like off the coast of the Mediterranean. Ew. So he collected this tiny little bell shaped little Medusa and on Friday, he left the Medusa in a bowl of seawater, forgot, forgets to put it back in the refrigerator for the weekend. So, like, mistake. So he returns on Monday, the Medusa was missing. But it wasn't disappeared. The bowl held a polyp. So jellyfish are known to cycle through this life order. Fertilized egg grows into this furry little tic-tac-shaped larva, which then uh, metamorphoses into a polyp, which then buds into a swimming Medusa, which is the jellyfish, which produces eggs or sperm and then dies, right? So did okay. you kind of understand? So it's an egg, yeah. then it's a little tic-tac, then it's like a polyp, which they don't describe what it looks like, but it's, I guess, between a tic-tac and a tic-tac and jellyfish. A jellyfish. So, so, he, so when he returned, the jellyfish was gone, a polyp was there. So basically... This, um, there hasn't been enough time for the Medusa in the bowl of seawater to spawn, grow a larva, and then end up a polyp over the weekend. Those transformations normally take weeks. In order Mm -hmm. for a polyp to end up in a bowl of seawater, the jellyfish must have reversed aged, like Benjamin Button, morphing backwards through its life cycle from Medusa to polyp. I know. So then in 2016, a Chinese grad student neglected this Medusa of another species called the moon jellyfish. All right. These grad students need to start taking care of their jellyfish. I know. Just because they can't (laughs) yell at you, feed me like a little Tamagotchi. Just because they don't technically have brains. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to eat. Put them back in the fridge. So after a couple of days, this Medusa sank to the floor of the tank, stopped moving. So they're like, oh no, it died. The animal broke into pieces. Spooky, very spooky. So, but for whatever reason, he kept watching. So he was like, it's dead. So normally you would just like flush it, but he was like, I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to, yeah. After a couple of months, the, that like Medusa 
began to reconstitute itself like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Tentacles emerged, a mouth formed. Eventually, a perfect, healthy polyp, polyps, multiple, sprang to life from the Medusa carcass. Rather than simply die, the jellyfish reversed its life cycle, going from a degraded Medusa backwards to the polyp stage. So I remember reading that and being like, this is so cool, but my head is exploding. Like, and I was like, so like, so I had to go back and skim it. So this is other stuff that I collected from it. So the idea that a fully cooked cell can become stem cells again, had an enormous and tantalizing possibility for medical research, right? So if we could hit the rewind button in our cells, we can open the door to all kinds of treatments for diseases in which cells have gone awry. So like Parkinson's Parkinson's disease and cancer, they specifically name. So scroll too fast. So um, basically what they've been doing now is they've collected medusas and polyps of turotispus, and it's a kind of jellyfish and they're looking Mm -hmm. at what genes are active in de-aging paying in particular attention to the pieces of protein that that grad student identified that has the power to turn mature mouse skin cells back into some stem cells so they are testing on animals which is very sad but it's so very interesting so i wrote from my summarization that could a hundred percent be wrong just because of who i am they're, well, and you're not a grad student. And I'm not a grad in, student. Uh, science. I'm course. not a jellyfish neglector, okay? No. <clears throat> so they're able to inject ourselves with the same process thing as jellyfish, but only when it's separated in a Petri dish. So when it's placed back in the body, there's too many variables to keep up with it. So they haven't been able to figure out how to transfer the de-aging cell back into the body. So they can do it outside the body, and it's like, Hundred percent, but it's like the condition, like the, like the conditions are too um, monitored. I guess you know what I mean. They're like mm-hmm. too perfect. So basically, it's still a mystery. Um, so then I was like, why don't we use why do we use snail mucus and not jellyfish on our faces? Because this is like so. I have a couple. I didn't of friends. know we use snail oh, mucus. Yeah. On our okay. Face. So this <laughs> <Was> is. <nowhere. laughs> Hello. So I have a couple of friends who are very, very interested into skincare. And okay. uh, one of them in particular kept telling me about like, because people always talk about Korean, Korean skincare, Korean products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the huge things that they use is snail mucin. And she bought me a snail mucin thing to use. And I actually did love it. Um, oh, cool. So I like, trying not to be a pick me girl here. I really don't know a lot about makeup and about um, skincare stuff. Um, sure. It's not your It's not my interest. bag. Yeah, it's not really my thing. But I did know, I was like, okay, snail mucin. So basically, there's like products in um, in snail mucus, unfortunately, that is really, really hydrating on our skin. And um, mm. it helps with like, um, let's say, uh, yeah, so their mucus, you know, Gives snails protection, keeps them from drying out. Sorry, I am on, should tell you, WebMD.com. We trust oh, it. Oh, thanks, WebMD. WebMD, we thank it. you. And this is called What is what is Snail Mucin? So okay. basically it's used in face creams, moisturizers, gel masks, and skin repair serums. So um, they say some researchers love it. Some say it doesn't do anything. But there's so far no harm in trying it if you want to. Um, so it shows promise in hydrating skin, improving fine lines, helping wounds and scratches heal faster. 
which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then they said that, uh, <laughs> uh, so apparently snail mucus was dated back to ancient Greece, which is kind of cool. It's been like written out in a couple of medical journals to use snail oh. mucus on your skin. So they've been going around this for a while. And then in the 19th century, snails were being touted as ways to get smooth skin and as a remedy for people raging, um, ran- ranging from hernias to chest diseases to tuberculosis. Yeah, so like a nice, it's a nice, nice little catch-all. It's a catch-all. It's going to one and done. We're going to get yeah. you. It's nice when you can buy some uh, everything at one place. You know? I'm f- I mean, tell me about it. Why do you think I love Costco so much? Right. So, so your so my question was question was yeah. like why so we're using we use snails snail. instead of jellyfish. Why aren't we using jellyfish? So much like yourself, turns out I had no idea we were using jellyfish. Um, oh, yeah. I was well, like, well, that's exciting. Oh, okay. So um, Irish Tatler <laughs> wrote an article because you <laughs> thank know, thank you Irish Tatler, thank you Irish Tatler. Um, jellyfish goo, the skincare ingredient you most definitely didn't know you need. And this is by Emma Blanchfield, May 14th, 2009, the time of day unknown. So 3 a.m. Oh, so this one we don't know. We don't know. I'm going to say 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the only time to write about jellyfish. When it doesn't list, when it doesn't list the time, I'm assuming it's the witching hour. Like, why else are you writing an article that only I will need? Yeah. Yeah. So basically they're saying, um, we do use it. So jellyfish have a high levels of collagen, apparently. Um, so we have been, um, there's been proven multiple skin belly benefits of jellyfish extract. Um, it's hydration, mostly skin barrier function, wound healing and general functions of the skin. So it's basically the same thing that they're saying snail mucin can do. Um, so get yourself a jellyfish thing. And then the last thing I saw was at cosmeticsdesign.com. So this is by Michelle Yeomans, June 2nd, 2013. So this was updated 3.13 p.m. P.M., but it's A.M. Okay. Yeah. We know the truth. So they're saying that cosmetic industries use jellyfish um, as a way to help falling fish stocks recover. Which I was like, Hmm. what are we doing? What are we using fish for? Yeah. So, well, no. So actually, so the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization is calling for cosmetic industry to use more jellyfish in formulations as overfishing in the Mediterranean is boosting their numbers, thereby reducing fish stocks further. So it's this oh. weird, this weird like circle so thing. So we have an overpopulation of jellyfish. Of jellyfish. So they're, and the jellyfish oh, are feeding on fish larvae and young fish, and it's reducing the resilience of fish populations because we are overfishing. Right, right, right. Um, isn't that really interesting? That is really interesting. I know. I was like, not where I thought this would end, but that is the, um, that was the end of my wild, of wild, your wild journey. journey. That yes. started with, what is, why do we say 11? Yeah. Well, so to be fair, the 11 question was something I thought today. This, I've had this lobster question for a while, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, Katie, if, uh, if people want to check out your stuff. Uh, outside of this podcast, where can they, where should they go take a look-see? Um, so you can come 
come check me out on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm at K-V-E-R-D-Z on both. So at K-Verds. And I have a newsletter on Substack that I write weekly. And it's linked in both my bios there. It's called My Dream Job, where I basically just write up a detailed report of what my dream job is in the moment. So actually Mm -hmm. the one I just wrote on Saturday was that my dream job was to be um, an alphabetizer. So I just go, and so I'm contractually obligated to work only when I feel like it. And I go into Mm -hmm. rooms with just a bunch of like unorganized files and all I do is alphabetize them while I listen to podcasts. It's very soothing to me. that that sounds like an excellent job. I know. I'm fairly certain I've done that in my jobs before. Exactly. So don't you want to get paid a quarter of a million dollars to do it? I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I do. Yes. Do you want regular PTO and wedding PTO? Yes. Of yes. course. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. I want yes, both. wedding They're PTO. Separate. Give me more wedding. Don't PTO. Don't take it away from my regular PTO. No. 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 And work. If if I'm going to a wedding, it's a favor. It's a, exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> work it's sick time uh i'm happy for all the people that have gotten married of course of course we love Um, you uh if you want to find me i am on instagram at g-e-m like a stone g-e-m dot b-e-e-b right yeah gem b yeah yeah b-e-e-b um not like bieber and uh you can also find me on tiktok at g-g-e-m-b uh i don't write a sub stack uh (laughs) (laughs) But I thoroughly enjoy Katie's when she produces them. Um, One day, one day I'll have like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Yes. It's not this day. Not today. Not today. That's okay. Um, Well, so this has been Diner Coffee Podcast. My name is Genevieve. My name is Katie. Keep your ears to the ground and your eyes to the sea. And your your jellyfish mucus on your face because we need to build up these fish stocks. Oh, God. I never plan these ahead. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. You can follow us on Instagram at DinerCoffeePod. Also, if anything piqued your interest on the show, we've provided a source list for each episode at www.dinercoffeepodcast.wordpress.com.